Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Buddy, 0 and 9 in the first round, 1 and 11 in game ones overall. It's, you know, if you talk to fans out there, I mean, if you go on Twitter, if you go on anything, season's over. Lowry's not coming back. <laughs> Rosen is a bum, apparently. He <laughs> fouls. Um, Giannis is too good. Next, Michael Jordan. Uh, what else? What else? Oh, all the fans leaving midway through the fourth quarter. Um, what else? We might as well get all the negativity out of the way right at the hop. Giannis right? is the next Michael Jordan, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> low key, low key. Oh low man, gadget arms. I mean, dude, this was a disaster. I'm not even gonna rant about the negativity anymore. Yeah, you go ahead. You go ahead. I mean, it was just like a disaster over. Like overall, it was a disaster because the first half, the Bucks scored a ton of points. They scored like what fifty? I think it was like fifty-five points, but it was in the fifties. And then they, you know, they started to like stop the scoring, but then they were just unable to score. This shot like a ridiculous. There was one point they were shooting seventeen percent from the field in the second half, so it was a disaster. Yeah, I mean, they, they didn't crack fifty in the first half, but it's just like when the offense was working, defense didn't work, and then when the defense was finally like you know working a little bit, then the offense just like shut down. <laughs> okay, here's my question for you though: Was this game more a byproduct of the Raptors playing poorly or the Bucks playing well? It was both, especially at the beginning. It was the Raptors were playing well, so were the Bucks. And then it's like the second, the second half is like they just the Raptors couldn't stop turning it over. But then the, the Bucks were also like swarming them with those. Uh, we we already knew they were going to double team screen and rolls. They were going to blitz screen and rolls, right? So but that was working perfectly. See, well, it's funny you mention that because in the first half. They were blitzing screen and rolls with guys like Jason Terry, Delhi. They were getting caught, right? Like we mm-hmm. saw them in PJ Tucker three. Um, we saw with the easy lane with Valanciunas, and it was kind of like okay. And I think a lot of that had to do with Jason Terry, uh, Jason Kidd's rotation, which was, I mean, we hinted at this in the preview pod that it, it, I don't know what you call his rotation. It's basically you reach in for like a mixed bag and you pull out whatever you get. It's literally the mystery box. Yeah. And like guys, like man, like Monroe was barely being used in the first half. Jason Terry was getting minutes. Um, Delhi was getting a lot of minutes. I'm trying to think who else here. I had this all written down. Uh, Maker was in and out. Oh yeah, Tony Snell. Like mm-hmm. he was running Tony Snell and Jason Terry. Yeah, he likes no Tony sense Snell. But then you go in the second half, and he he shortened up his rotation. And he started leaning a lot more for, on that Monroe at the five lineup to yeah. combat Ibaka, and it was such a difference. That is, that's like a low key issue. Like the post defense on this team, not very good. And the right and the Bucks have pretty much they have. Giannis, um, they got obviously Greg Monroe, and they also have uh, Chris Middleton. Like those are post up players, legit post up, post up dudes. And, Dude, uh, you got to tip your cap to Chris Middleton tonight. His shot wasn't falling, and he dished out nine dimes. Yeah, I mean, if you get if you can't shoot, I mean, they're scared of the shot, so he's just gonna pass it. Well, he's, he's doing great, man. I love I love this action out there. Okay, I got a question for you now, mm-hmm. and this is one that uh, I feel like I shouldn't have to ask as a question, but I have to. Why the fuck is PJ Tucker not on Giannis at all times? And I have to <laughs> add an expletive in there because it makes no sense to me. Demar Hill is not strong enough. 
Giannis put on so much weight in the offseason, he bullies him. So just keep PJ on him, and let's call it a day. Like, am I missing something? No, I have no idea what what is. I, I wish I was doing Casey, or I wish I was asking doing Casey this, but I have no idea why he wasn't on him the entire time. It's just maybe he thought, no, no, that doesn't make any sense. I have no idea. I mean, we all have lapses in life, you know. Sometimes you just like forget to do something when your uh, significant other asks you to do something. It's like, oh, did you pick up the the bread? And you're just like, bread. As I have a feeling this that guy's divorced, bro. <laughs> he forgets the bread every week. <laughs> so I feel, I feel like this is happening during Casey. He's like, hey, man, why wasn't P.J. Tucker on uh, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo the entire time? He's like, he wasn't? Right. That's the only, that's the only thing I can think of because there's no real reason. Uh, what do you think? Between that and – I don't know. I was so frustrated watching that. I'm like, dude, just take off Tamari, play a Baca at the five. Let PJ Tucker just follow into the compo everywhere, and that's their optimal lineup. And they could even go with the bench mob if they want in that, that rotation because Kyle Lowry is once again nowhere to be seen. We can get into that in a bit. Um, I just don't understand that's why an, he was that's an issue, fighting man. playing that lineup. That's, that's a, a big issue. That's a huge issue. If you're going to get, what was it, like four points? That's not. It's just not happening. They're not going to win the series if he's averaging four points a game. And he probably won't average four points a game, but like... Four points a game and six assists, like that's a that's like a mid lane. That's like not even a starting point guard type of uh, type numbers, man. So you know what it was for me? It wasn't so much that the numbers were poor. Like, yeah, okay, obviously that's the thing you could pick on. Lowry looked lifeless out there. He had no energy and he just looked dead. It was not Kyle Lowry. Yeah, man, it's just weird. When you hurt your wrist, you can still run. Like you could still do stuff on like a treadmill and stuff like that. And I get it's not the same as game speed, but. You know, I was hoping that he would at least stay in shape. <laughs> it's not like he—I don't even think he's—I don't even think he's out of shape though. He doesn't look like he's not gassed. I don't know. All those fadeaway leaner threes he was trying to jack up. I was like, Kyle, man, just go right up, take the shot. That's when you're at your best. When he's a rhythm shooter like that, mm-hmm. you can't stop him. But those like off dribble fadeaway leaning threes is—he's gets into trouble. And yeah. with tonight's performance or this afternoon, sorry, two for eleven in this game, and he has now. The owner of the worst field goal percentage in playoff history among active players with 500 <laughs> field goal attempts. So, congrats, Larry. Uh, you won 37.9 field goal percentage. Um, not to be dismissed. Demar Derozan is right behind him at 39.1 percent. So, Derozan played well though. Even though his even though his field goal percentage is not going to say that he played well, like he was the only person making impact. Him and Serge Ibaka were the only people that were making like a real impact in this in the game. I agree. There's no arguments there. I was kind of upset when uh, Ed Stacumpo Bruce Bowen Abaka. I don't know if you saw that when he kind of gave him the Bruce Bowen oh, power yeah, yeah, yeah. underneath. And I was like, okay, I yeah. see you. Yo, people getting fights over stuff like that, man. If that was oh, on that's the 100 fight. <laughs> if that's on the playground, that is a that is a fight for sure. It's lucky. He's Understandable. Got... So I mean, like Bruce was a legend at that. So I was more mm-hmm. shocked that Giannis pulled it off. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird for me just to see. I remember. Uh, I think it was Jalen Rose. Who said he 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 may or may not have done that to Kobe Bryant one time, and there was some issues between he the two, did. right? <laughs> <laughs> right. So I'm just surprised anybody does that because it's like that's a that's a fight. that's a fighting dog. Okay, right. square square up, fam. Real thing in a six. <laughs> <laughs> square up, fam. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, what so. did you make about Giannis's block at the end of the game oh. and Rosen taking exception to that? Again, square up, man. <laughs> no, but like, right? I thought that was a shitty tech. 
I don't. Yeah, I don't think he deserved a tentacle for it. But I think they're trying to um, de-incentivize any sort of animosity between the teams, and especially it's at the end of the game. They're just like, yeah, we're just trying to get this over with tentacle foul. Don't do any more crazy shit. <laughs> yeah, okay. I can buy that. I, I understand it from that perspective. But man, to me, it was like, dude, why? Why are you getting butthurt tomorrow? Giannis is basically showing you guys, you know, what kind of emotion you need to play with next game because this game was well. I don't know if they saw it, thought it started at 8.30, mm-hmm. but uh, I thought we were over this early start issue, and now 5.30 they don't show up. I, I don't know, man. I can't even think of a good reason. Tonight was just 3 of 18 in the third quarter, 1 of 9. The worst part for me, this is the worst part for me, dude. Right. We were midway through the fourth when Giannis had four fouls, and he was out for four minutes and 33 seconds, mm-hmm. and the Raptors were in the bonus, no less. Right. The Bucks went on 11-6 run. Yeah, I know. I don't... <laughs> I don't even know how to respond. That to was that, the man. worst part for me. <laughs> it was yeah. Well, it's just like uh, the Warriors, where like Steph Curry's on the bench, and like if the bench expands the lead, then it's just over because there's no coming back. And like, Giannis, I don't know if Giannis is the best player in the in the series. He's probably number two. Yes, right. I think he's the best, or maybe he's the best player in the series. Right. Um, if well, who's better than if you're saying he's number two? Well, healthy, healthy regular season Kyle Lowry, I would think would be better than Giannis Antetokounmpo. But we're we're looking at, um, I don't even know what what is up with Kyle Lowry in the playoffs, man. Can you explain that to me? Why is he so I bad in the playoffs? I have some questions written down here. I was going to ask you because I don't. I mean, if I type them into Google, I don't get an answer. If I Wikipedia them, I still don't get an answer. If mm-hmm. uh, I text people, nobody knows. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe we should just put it out like an SOS. Yeah, trying to figure out why he plays so poorly. I just it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I may have to do some deep diving into it over the week or over this weekend, or because I mean, if there's an area you can look at, if you're really, really interested in looking at this kind of stuff, you can look at his heat map and his shot selection in the postseason. Right. And the problem with overlapping with the regular season is the sample size is obviously much larger in the regular right, season, right? right? But you can kind of see certain areas where he loves to go to to shoot the ball, and they're not working. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre. So if you want to pull up like last year's heat map in the postseason to now, right. you can see today was very similar where he falls in love with that elbow three. Mm-hmm. Um, he tries to get to the cup, but he becomes really passive when he goes to the lane. Yeah, man. Whereas I noticed Kyle Lowry, the regular I, season man, he shoots that. Yeah, I noticed that today's explicitly like there was two times where I'm like shoot the ball, like I was shooting, yelling at my uh, TV. I'm like shoot the ball, man. Is you might as well go up. There's you're in the middle of the crowd with like two dudes. I know they're taller than you. But it's not like you weren't experiencing this before. Just go up, man. If anything, you were probably going to draw a foul. I, d- I, d- I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. It's it's really weird to me, man. And he's like 0 for 6 from 3. and Like, like I, w- I wish I, I, I could. I get that it's weird. We both think it's weird. But how concerning is it? Level of 1 to 10. What's your concern level with Kyle Lowry right now? I'm at like a six seven ish right now. Six seven ish. Okay, I was kind of high. I was gonna say a seven eight. I can totally understand seven eight. Like if you're looking at the history of when he's playing, like he doesn't play well in the playoffs. And we're like we had like you know it, before it was like he was like overweight or before he was injured or before you know there was always an excuse. Now he's just like he came back from injury. He played like four games. He looked great. He looked great in the games that he would that he was playing in the regular season, and uh, yeah, he did. now he's just falling off a cliff again. So 
there's just you no. What I find too with him no is like, remember last year in the postseason when he hit that prayer shot to tie the game? Yeah, that was like a confidence changing thing for him. And I don't know what it is. Like today, he he didn't look like he had any, didn't look like he had any confidence, and I was kind of like, um, is is this Kyle Lowry? But why does he need confidence like when he's first game? Why does he need confidence? He's been deep runs in the playoffs. He's 31 years old. He's a veteran. Like I don't. Why why do you need confidence? I don't know, man. I I don't know. He reminds me of a goalie sometimes where they'll fall like these bad streaks and they kind of get like the yips Mm -hmm. where it's just like it's all mental for them. In certain scenarios they fall into, they just struggle until they go to like a sports psychologist or a veteran goalie coach or somebody to help them break that mental block. Do you think that I feel like for Lowry it's all mental? The Raptors, I wonder if the Raptors actually have a sports psychologist. Like it it actually makes sense for them too, but you know, you always hear, um, things about people like getting in their own head or it's like a mental issue with them now like there's nothing wrong with them it's a mental issue and it seems like he's never been able to get over this so you would assume that he's seeing you would see a sports psychologist psychologist to get over something like this but it doesn't seem like it like it's every season man like yeah and dude you said he's healthy like you, you just said he's healthy right and when remember, remember when paul george came back when he destroyed his leg He's just like I'm gonna do 360 dunks and throw it down. Like he was, he was just ready to go immediately. And for some reason, Kyler, he's coming off this wrist thing. He just can't get over it. Let's talk about Brogdon. <laughs> I, I've had enough. Kyler. I love Brog. I told you. I swear, I told you, Brogdon's <laughs> one of my favorite players, and he was a sniper tonight, man. I, every time he you shot the ball, the Brogdon stock. Every time he shot the ball, I'm like, yo, that's going in. 40 percent shooter from three, man. You can't leave him alone. Maybe rookie of the year. For if it was me, playoff votes counted. Oh, like, yeah. For but me, man, it would be Joel Embiid. Mm, I don't know, man. Brogdon's making a really good case, but it's too late. Yeah, Embiid's the gonna win it. Too. We know. I don't think so, man. There's there are people that are saying he doesn't play enough games. You know, thirty-one games is not enough. Can't be the most. Uh, you can- by that. Yeah, so if not, it's going to be Brogdon. I'm happy with either. I wish it would go to Joel Embiid because he's way better. Like, he's just, you know, like Brogdon is like a really good starter. Embiid is probably going to be a superstar. So that's so that's the difference for me. I love Brogdon, man. Let's talk about another rookie then. Thonmaker. Dude, he had a shaky first quarter in a bit. Um, second half, though. I think he had three blocks alone in the third quarter. I have to go back mm-hmm. and look that up, but I vividly remember him nearly pinning DeMar DeRozan mm-hmm. midway through the third. Um, he was everywhere in, in the second half, at least. <laughs> I mean, you got to be impressed with the kids. You like him at center? I like him at center in this lineup with the Bucks have. I prefer them more with Monroe at center just because it's a better matchup against the Ibaka lineup. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you could use Thon for some valuable minutes. If they can get 15 to 20 minutes a night from him, that's perfect. Yeah, that's really good. Plus, they're getting what they got three blocks and a steal out of him today. If they can just get like one and two or two and one, that's like a really good outing for him, especially defensively. Yeah, man. Okay, tell me about the turnovers here. And then, I mean, they had ten turnovers, right? And uh, it felt like every single one of them was coming in the second half, and most specifically, like the fourth quarter. I think they turned over the ball like four times. Is this like a? You want to bother me about them? What? A lot of these turnovers are coming from the perimeter. Mm-hmm. Um, some on entry passes, but the problem is when they're coming from the perimeter like this, 
they were leading to transition buckets the other way. Right. And if it's not even transition buckets, it's odd man rushes towards the other basket. And what you're basically doing is you're allowing these buck shooters to set up on the perimeter. And they're not setting up in a way where it's like, you know, oh, I'm just I'm standing out here. No, it's catch and shoot scenarios. Mm-hmm. And for a bunch of shooters, that's the best way. It, that's what was killing them. If you're going to take these lazy turnovers, I'd rather see them lose it. I, I don't want to see them, period. But if you're going to lose it, lose it down low. Right. So you have to I know it's such a stupid to thing back. to say, but it's just like, man, like, <laughs> these entry passes can't be lazy. Yeah, they have a couple of turnovers over the entry passes. And it was just like, you can't make, when the, the Bucks are fronting anybody, you just can't make that pass over because everybody has these super long arms. And everybody's really, really, really tall. Right, so anytime you try to get that that uh, that lob pass over the front, they they for some like it's it just feels like it's, it seems like it's impossible because you always see you're always seeing like multiple Milwaukee players reach out to grab the ball. <sighs> well, here's here's my issue with it, man. Is we if you go look at that Pacers Cavs game and the way that ended, mm-hmm. where LeBron basically, <laughs> I don't even want to call it a hard hedge. He straight up just ran right at PG thirteen and took the ball out of his hands. Right when they doubled him at the top of the three. There. Oh yeah, they just double teamed him. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, but you knew that was coming, and we've seen that based on the way the Bucks play their defense, where they're going to aggressively double team players at the perimeter. Like, you know, it's coming, right? Right. So I don't understand why the Raptors' spacing isn't aligned better to combat that. Like, this is stuff they could have easily ran in practice. And to be fair, when a Buck is at the five, and we see that lineup that we've been, well, I've been talking about nonstop this podcast, the spacing's there. So I just don't understand why they're even going to try and mess around and get away with it. Just, just run that. Yeah, I don't know what the issue is either, man. This is a, this is why we always talk about Coach Dwayne Casey when it comes, especially in the playoffs, where I'm just like, oh man, what are these decisions? And uh, that is that's a coaching thing. That's like, it's sort of a player thing. Like if you're a smart player, then you know to just like spread out and like, to get into specific areas. But as the coach, you can definitely coach people into saying like, okay, when they're at this point, or we're at when they're up this far, I want you to back cut, or if they're this close to you, I want you to fake the back cut, come for the screen. Like, there's so many things that you can do, and the Raptors are just not, they just don't have that, co- they're not coached up like that. Why? I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. That's such that a is, veteran team. That's right? a legit thing. That's that we're talking about. There's a legit thing where it's like, I just don't know. I don't know. Like, Dwayne Casey, it, Dwayne Casey is like it works during the regular season, but when it comes to the playoffs, like he's the the X's and O's. He's not like he he's good with the lineups, right? He's good at making adjustments in the lineups, but when it comes to those X and o, X's and O's, man, he's just I won't even say lackadaisical. It's not even non-existent. It's just he's just not able to make the the, the correct decisions on X's and O's. And well, every to be fair, I mean, considering how much Kyle Lowry does for this team. On both sides of the floor, if he's not going, maybe that diminishes the value of what Casey's drawing up. Would that be fair to say too? That's true, but even then, like he was playing poorly, and they still had DeRozan and Serge Ibaka. Like there's still people that you can lean on. It's like can be. You know, what I was Lowry. really surprised. He didn't sit Lowry. Last postseason, we saw him really just pull the plug on him when he's struggling and sit him. Mm-hmm. I think tonight would have been a good time to do that, just to be like, hey. Get your shit together. Well, if it is a confidence thing and then we're just like, yeah, we're not playing you, then it would be like, oh, man, what is happening? Like, he, in his head, it would be like, oh, it's happening again. You know what I mean? So I think yeah. that you can't even do that. Man, this is, a, this, is a bad, like, this is a bad loss for the Raptors, man. Like, seriously, it's a bad, bad loss. Horrific. There's, there's still... I want to say in the last month, 
this was their worst game today. Yeah, they just, they just didn't play well at all in the second half, and then the curse or the the tradition of the game one loss continues. There was some booze. Did you hear that? Yeah, deservedly so. Dude, they played <laughs> awful. Wow, I'm Man, surprised. I'm surprised. I'm, su- I'm surprised he said that. Why? You really like? If this they played the- that poorly, they, they deserve to be booed, in my opinion. The thing is, is this team we pride themselves on being experienced. They've mm-hmm. been here a few times. They know what it's all about. They're older. Um, like they're deeper. They're just better than the box all around. Like mm-hmm. there's anybody who wants to argue against that. Come on, man. Be serious for a second. Like, take the recency bias out of this game and just look at the full body of work, and the Raptors are better. And the egg they laid today, again, again. that can't happen. Again. Every Good teams season. take care of business, man. I know. It's the first game at home. We're fine. We got the new age team. You know, it's just like we're the veteran team. Let's kill these dudes. And I don't know. They just get decided to they get punched in the mouth in the first game every time. And. It's becoming a it's a sad tradition, man. Yeah, it's a spring tradition. If it doesn't <laughs> happen, then it's probably not spring. <laughs> yeah, that's when you know it's gonna get warm outside when the game when the Raptors lose the first the first game in the series. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I was upset that the fans were leaving, don't get me wrong. I'll never understand that for the life of me. Why would you pay all that money to go to a playoff game and they're down by twelve, which in the NBA you could cut that in half in two minutes or less. Mm-hmm. Why are you leaving? When I was um when I was I was watching this game with like uh, some of my family members, and when they were down by like twelve in the fourth, just, everybody just like stopped watching it. <laughs> Why though? Just, Are we just two hardcore basketball fans, or is it just like it just became like if the team seemed hopeless, you know, like they weren't showing any sort of fight, they were missing literally everything, right? So if you're the fan, the casual fan, or just like a regular fan watching the game, you're just like, yeah, man, this is over. They're not, they're not doing this. Like, one of your friends would have to come back and be like, yo, they're coming back! They're down by four! And then you'd be like, really? What? But other than that, I don't... It just seemed like a hopeless scenario. It didn't if seem, hope, it didn't seem hopeless tonight, to you? Don't go back. Sorry? Sorry? It didn't. Say, if you're one of those fans that left tonight, do not come back. <laughs> it, didn't, back. it didn't seem hopeless to you? They did, man, but here's the thing. This is what it is for me personally. When the Heat were down all those points to the Spurs, they looked hopeless. They mm-hmm. came back. Mm-hmm. I've seen Peyton Manning numerous times. I've seen it live. I've seen Manning down 24 to the Patriots on Sunday Night Football, and he came back and they won. Like you just these things, weird things happen in sports sometimes. I know it sounds like such a Homer cliche thing to say, but man, do you want to say you left in a historic comeback? And be like, uh, I, I was there, but I left. Or do you want to be there and be like, yo, I was at the greatest Raptors game ever. <laughs> like, you know? Don't leave. Yeah, that's true. And then Jurassic I just Park. I don't understand the value. Jurassic Park, when they were like cheering, go Leafs, go, in, like middle of the fourth quarter. <laughs> yo, Jurassic Park looked like an ant fight. Except, like, <laughs> the blue ants came in and wiped out all the red, red ants, ants. And then it was all Leaf fans. Oh, man. It's- I was shocked. Ah, this is, this is a disaster game. This is a disaster. The next game is what, Tuesday? Well, yeah, Tuesday night. Yeah. And they got to come out. <laughs> that has to be a W. Yeah, they have to win. If they if they lose, oh my God. If they lose, this could be like a, a catastrophe. This might be Washington 2.0. I know. Dude, I hate using buzzwords like must win, but this is a must win. Yeah, absolutely. It's a must win. 
Especially when it was, like, such a bad performance. Like, they didn't lose by, like, one. If they lost by, like, one or a game-winning shot today, they'd be like, okay, well, we had them. They won on a game-winning shot. You know, we can get them any other day. But this is, like, they just got destroyed. They were throttled in the second half. It wasn't even close. It was thoroughly, thorough destruction. And uh, it cannot cannot be, wow, it cannot be afforded again. It just cannot. Uh, Well, let me ask you this, then, before we get out of here. Yeah. What's your level of concern? Oh, give right me now? Your, uh, give me your heat check. What's your barometer at? Right now, it's like at a... Zero would be like no concern, right? So it'd be like a five. Not a five right now. It's like moderate concern. Five, hey, wow. Moderate concern. Moderate, we'll, eh? We'll see. We'll see what <laughs> We'll see at the end of the game, too. Yeah, I feel like you're in the sevens. Seven? Eight? No. Eight, no, eight. I'm actually at a three. Oh, at a three. Wow. I'm more pissed off at the way they played this game, but I'm not concerned. Okay. Reason being is there were still good things. Like if Casey goes back and watches the film, there's a lot of things the Raptors can just continuously do and exploit, and they can basically force Jason Kidd to make rotational decisions that we've seen throughout this season he doesn't make. So I think there's a lot of things there that the Raptors can do well. Mm-hmm. They just got to do them now. They got to execute. And are they ever going to shoot? I shouldn't say ever, but are they going to shoot three for eighteen and a quarter again? Probably not. Right. No. Like, logic would tell you they're not going to shoot this poorly in the second half. If they don't shoot that poorly, let's say shoot, man, like even 30%, they're in that game within single digits late. Mm-hmm. So that that's my logic behind it. Okay. And that's if, why I'm late at three. If they, if they lose game two, buddy. This is red at nine. Red at nine. <laughs> we're going to record the podcast, me driving down at ACC. <laughs> we're going to be one of those crazy calls in the fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pick uh, you up on the way tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, jo- I'll join you, man. And We're they, recording live with the gardener. It's <laughs> pandemonium. The the Raptors have lost the second game, and there's cars on fire. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. Yeah, that's where we are with the Raptors now. This is on Lowry, man. I'm putting this one squarely on his shoulders. I hate, oh, yeah, no. I hate to be that guy, but I'm gonna be that guy. We got lots to write. I'll say that. There's a lot to write about this game and going forward. And there's two days to do it, so there's lots of time for us to write some good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So on that note, check the site for more articles, guys. We're going to have a lot of probably more reaction, especially when, at least when I calm down. DeMar's pretty, DeMar's pretty calm right now. <laughs> I feel like I'm on too high of a tilt. Um, <laughs> as always, you can follow the show on Facebook or Twitter at Tip of the Tower. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes or SoundCloud at Tip of the Tower. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris O'Kranitz. Follow Demar Twitter at Demar J Grant. Guys, hopefully you're not too panicked out there. Um, I'm just gonna stop. Just <laughs> regroup. Have a cold one tonight. Game two is a must two. win. We'll see you Tuesday. Must win. Must win. Must win. We'll see you Tuesday. not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious.
serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. 